0: I'm your host Raza Mughal and welcome to the Millennial Father on today's episode what's going on in the world Zia's progress the spread of COVID-19 all right let's get it How are my listeners doing? I hope you're staying safe, wearing masks, and sanitizing your hands. I want to thank you for taking time away from your busy schedules and joining me for another episode of The Millennial Father. So before getting into the dad and baby stuff, I wanted to talk about what's been going on in the world because the last three weeks or so have been incredibly eventful. I personally had been trying to stay away from the media and the news. Every day it was the same thing. Cases are going up the vaccine rollout is not quick enough people aren't following the rules and the rules need to be stricter to give you an idea of how bad the cases were getting in ontario before october i'd say the highest daily new case count was about 700 and during december we were crossing 2000 a day easy me i've been sitting at home i'm doing my part not going out unnecessarily on the rare occasion seeing my family wearing masks Social distancing. What more could I personally do to be honest? It was getting annoying hearing the daily count go up and I was just like What's the point of listening to all this? So I stopped paying attention to the news in terms of television I had submerged myself into a heavy dosage of football and movies The NFL playoffs have been off the chain thus far I'm a Green Bay Packers fan and I'm feeling that this could be another magical year for them. Rodgers is back to an MVP level so I'm excited about that. The other team that I root for is the Buffalo Bills, the only reason being that they're geographically close to us. Both of those teams are in the playoffs, the games have been competitive so it's been awesome. The games completely take my mind off of what's going on in the world. On Sundays I take Zia down with me, I put on the games, he'll either watch them or sleep in my arms, excellent bonding time. Other than the occasional WhatsApp news message, I was steering clear of news channels. I can't explain how good that was for my mood. Then one day I get a WhatsApp message. Trump supporters had stormed the US Capitol building the day Joe Biden was supposed to be officially elected in. Everyone was talking about it, my family, my friends. So of course I had to go back to the news channels and see what was going on. The rioters were breaking windows, stealing, storming the halls, chanting in a U.S. government building. I had never seen anything like that in my life. It was surreal to watch. Eventually, the whole ordeal ended and they kicked everyone out, but on an individual level, I was now back hooked onto the news any free time i had became dedicated to watching the news and what good did it do it just increased my worry level and stress i mean there's nothing i can do about what's going on over there in the u.s then the canadian news followed trump supporters were protesting in toronto really do we really have trump supporters in canada and what exactly is the point of being a trump supporter while you live in canada i don't get it Anyways, as I was watching the news, I'm seeing the new daily COVID cases and they're like 3,000 plus. Holy crap, what the hell's going on here? Since that ordeal, I've been trying to detach myself from the news again. It's like the Godfather part three with the news. Right when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Alright, so let's talk about the measures that have been put in place in Ontario since I'm discussing the rise in cases within the province. In the Peel region, we have been in lockdown since I'd say about mid-November. During the December holidays, the cases kept rising and on the week of Christmas, it was announced that the entire province would go on lockdown starting December 26th. This was absolutely insane, I hadn't gotten a haircut in over a month, I was starting to look like I don't even know, it was just hard to look at myself in the mirror on a daily basis. I begged my wife and she was gracious enough to give me a haircut. Was it barber quality? Hell no. I had holes in my head. I had a new hairline going through the top of my head. Some parts of the sides were longer than the top. But who cares? I'm not going anywhere, right? Recently, it was announced by the Ontario Premier, Doug Ford, that in Ontario, we were to be subjugated to a stay-at-home order starting January 14th, which I describe as a super-duper lockdown. Basically, it meant not leaving the house unnecessarily, limited time openings for stores, and an increased ability of the police to issue tickets for disobeying the COVID-19 rules. Now, I want to discuss how my New Year's went, but I'll come back to that a little bit later. I just want to do a quick dive into Zia and his progress during his fifth month. Zia's fifth month started off the same as other months. We took him to the doctor's office, his weight, height, and head circumference were checked, and he got a couple of more vaccine injections. Thankfully, everything was progressing well. During Zia's fifth month, I didn't notice a significant change in his height or weight. The major changes that I did notice were in performing motor activities. For example, during tummy time, he regularly flips over onto his back. Now, I'm thinking because he hates it so much, he'll do anything to get out of it. If you leave him on the ground, he'll grab onto items around him and use those to pivot and maneuver himself. And he can now sit up briefly if we place him in the correct position. Most of the time, he just falls down, but when he realizes he can use his hands to balance himself, Those are the times he'll stay seated for a bit. There was even one time he crawled for a bit. It was just one of those rare once in a blue moon occasions. I was massaging him and had him flipped over onto his stomach. I'm guessing he wasn't liking it or something because at first he started crying then suddenly he started squirming around moving his arms and legs and the next thing you know he had moved forward like 3 feet. He just did it that one time. Sabrina and I have tried to replicate this scenario again so we could get him you know, going, but we have repeatedly been unsuccessful. I don't know what it was, he just randomly did it. The focus for us as parents when dealing with Zia during this month has been trying out different foods. If you listen to the last podcast, it was an interview with Sabrina. We discussed the food items that we've tried out, which includes cereal, carrots, peas, bananas, pears, apples, and eggs. Zia has been receptive to the food that has thinner texture, anything thick he struggles with and does not like. So in the last episode I mentioned that Sabrina and I started getting impatient when it came to trying out different foods, rather than waiting the 3-4 to four days in between trying out new food items, we had gone down to 2 or even 1. One item we tried early on only out of curiosity to see if he was allergic was peanut butter. Now, when it came to trying out peanut butter, I had a game plan in my head. I was going to buy anti-allergic medicine, drive Zia a block away from the hospital, and then feed it to him in case he had a harsh reaction. However, that's not how it went down. I was just sitting there in the living room holding Zia. Sabrina showed up out of nowhere with some peanut butter on a spoon and we gave it to him. He ate it. Did he like it? No. But thank God he didn't have a reaction to it. Now, before you go ahead and judge us, Thinking that we're bad parents, just know this, I don't care. I'm just kidding. We live like a five minute drive away from the hospital so it was cool, alright? One piece of advice that the doctor gave us when it came to giving solids and a fact that you might find on the internet. When you start feeding solids to your baby, begin with bitter items, aka vegetables. Since fruits are generally more favorable to the palate, it's harder to add in a vegetable to your baby's diet. An idea to keep in mind if you care. I don't know. I don't think I ate vegetables myself till I was like 12 years old, so who cares, right? What the hell are we treating these babies like royalty for? Are they going to treat us good when they're older? Are they going to turn out to be super geniuses from eating all the right foods? Probably not, or maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. I have to admit it's fun watching Zia's facial reactions to all these different foods He's a very expressive kid, so you can just see instantly when he likes something or hates it. The best reaction we got out of him was from broccoli. Sabrina spent all day making some homemade broccoli baby food and she was all excited to give it to him. The moment this stuff touched his lips, his face went to an expression of pure disgust, like he smelled a skunk or something. And usually with other food items, he'd hold that expression for a bit and eventually eat his food. But with broccoli, that look was just cemented on his face. He didn't even eat it. He just eventually spat it out. For some sinister reason, I really enjoyed that moment and it made it even more enjoyable knowing that Sabrina had spent so long making the food. I've got nothing better to do, ladies and gentlemen. These are the moments I live for. Now that we've added solids onto Zia's diet, there's been a big change in the diaper department. The poops have become lethal. They're now massive and smelly. It's basically regular human crap now and personally it's getting hard for me to deal with the poopy diapers. I start gagging, my eyes get watery. It makes me sad to say this but I've asked Sabrina to take over the changing of poopy diapers. She's helped me out and accepted. Alright, enough about Zia for this episode. I want to get back to the week of December 28th as something significant happened during this time. I called home to see how my family was doing. I try to do this as much as I can. Before having Zia, this used to be a daily activity for me, but now it's usually a couple of times a week. Since we don't see each other that often, I've started doing video calls using WhatsApp. So my mom answers and she's got this sad expression on her face. Whatever, maybe she's been watching a sad show or something. So I was just like, how are you doing? She pauses for about 5 seconds, shakes her head a bit and murmurs, alright. Right then, I knew something was up. So I asked my mom, what's going on? She explains to me that someone in the extended family tested positive for COVID-19. This was devastating to hear. Of course, I was just like, man, I hope they're doing okay. Then my mom pauses a bit. And she's like there's more your sisters had a brief interaction with them too and they're gonna get tested at the time of the call my whole family was sitting in the living room together my mom sisters and grandma right then I was like you have to start isolating you can't all be sitting there together like this you know if one of you has it it's no guarantee it's going to spread to everyone thankfully they listened and everyone started isolating now I'm sitting there in my house I'm worried about them I can't go over there and help out I'm thinking about when was contracted i'm looking up articles on the internet of how long it can be in your system for a week prior before the provincial lockdown my sisters dropped off food to the house so now i'm thinking we've got to get tested too i'm starting to worry about sabrina about zia about my entire family it was definitely a stressful time now at this point my sisters had not tested positive so i still had flashes of hope that they would have negative tests and everything would be fine however people in my extended family were starting to test positive so the fear was building sabrina scheduled the test for us we're fortunate that we have a drive through one in our area the times were stressful this was all around new year's now sabrina was telling me she has a sore throat she started panicking a bit holy crap is it covid 19 no it's probably the dryness in the house we've just been sitting in the house all this time to be honest with you I felt deep down that we had no chance of having it. The interaction that my sisters had with the extended family was after they dropped off the food. But you never know, right? Sabrina got tested, I didn't, I failed the questionnaire because I wasn't exhibiting any symptoms nor had I had any direct contact with anyone who tested positive. The next day everyone got their results, Sabrina tested negative but my sisters both of them tested positive. Now in my head I'm thinking my sisters are young they'll easily recover and i'm worried more about my mom and grandma who are living in the same house being an older brother i called them up and was like you know you need to be more careful are you sure that's everyone you met up with you're sure you didn't see your friends or anything i was trying to be a detective trying to make sure that was it that was the extent of the spread i was trying to be helpful for all of society my sisters got angry at me you know why are you questioning us doubting our actions There was a little bit of back and forth, then I called them up and the situation was straightened out. I got their perspective, yes, there was a slip up somewhere. But the point was, they now had the virus. The virus that shut down our whole freaking society, that has changed the world forever, that has killed over millions of people. It was not time to start pointing a finger at them and start criticizing their actions, it was a time to be supportive and in making sure they were doing all right. In addition to this, I went ahead and got myself tested just in case I received a negative. The reason I wanted to share this story was to emphasize the importance of following the rules that your local area has set in place to prevent COVID-19. Wear masks, hand sanitize, social distance, please follow all the rules. We didn't follow the rules to the T, like we'd go see our families before the lockdown, we'd be social distancing and wearing masks and all that, but we haven't done anything like that since the lockdown. Other than to my sisters, the virus did spread through my extended family, some of whom have younger kids. And if you talk to them, it was a scary difficult situation to go through. Since my sisters isolated, the virus didn't spread to my mom and grandma to whom the virus could have been detrimental. I'd also like to share that everyone in my family that had the virus has recovered. Everyone had different symptoms which included cough, fever, sore throat, tiredness, body aches, loss of smell, and loss of taste. I've heard that the loss of smell or taste has lasted permanently in some people. Again, this is a very serious virus. Shout out to all the people who have been following the rules and have been doing their part in preventing the spread. We all want to go back to a normal way of living. Some people say it might never happen, but I've read that there have been other pandemics in the past that have been even more severe than this one, and we've recovered, so stay optimistic. This virus has now hit close to home for me. It's a strong indicator of how prevalent it is. There were people out there that actually denied its existence, not a good idea please be more careful going forward as for us It was an eye-opener and we are definitely going to be more careful going forward. And that's all, folks. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please provide feedback at my website, www.themillennialfather.com. And please follow the podcast on whatever platform you're using. I've been using Anchor to create my podcast and distribute it. So if you're thinking of creating your own podcast, I'd highly recommend that. You can follow me on Instagram as well under the.millennialfather. Until next time.